0: guys, uh, I just wanted to uh, do a little podcast talking about diversity on TV and how beneficial is it Uh, and also beneficial for whom and beneficial how. Uh, I hope to answer these questions with a few articles and a few documentaries I got from Canopy on CNM Library Database. The first was Latinos Beyond Real. It's a documentary about how Latinos are portrayed on screen. Now in the documentary, the interviewer asks children from ages of about seven to 12 about their heritage and how they know that they are Latinos. And if they can think of any Latino superheroes or famous Latin or Hispanic characters to which they replied, no. Now, it's a perfectly good question to ask how. However, the Hispanics who are talking about the portrayal of Hispanics and Latinos on TV being misrepresented and playing on stereotypes, don't see that the Latinos and Hispanics playing the stereotypical character is perfectly okay okay with playing that character. A perfect example of that would be actor Danny Trejo. Uh, He always plays a gang member or a drug dealer or worse. And he has no shame in playing that type of character because he does not feel that he is misrepresenting that role. Now the second documentary is from, also from Canopy and it's titled Off the Straight and Arrow, which talks, uh, which talks about gays, lesbians, and bisexual people and how they have been misrepresented on screen for decades and how they are still not represented well on screen. Now again, a perfectly good argument And how the characters who play gay, lesbian, or bisexual people on TV are very flamboyant. And again, it's an excellent point. Um, The third documentary is Class Dismissed. Now that one talks about how minorities are only portrayed to their stereotypical exaggeration. Mexicans as housekeepers, uh, drug dealers are very flamboyant characters. Blacks are portrayed as poor drug dealers or without fathers, and only whites are portrayed in a positive manner, Uh, which is, again, an excellent point to make. Now, the fourth is an article from UCLA Newsroom titled, Diversity Improves Among TV Actors. But executives still overwhelmingly white and male. And this article talks about roles for actors. Have, how the roles for the actors have improved, but have not improved from the perspective of the executives, which the minorities in this particular article feel is an underrepresentation for people of color. The fifth article is from Time.com titled, There is no such thing as too much diversity on TV, which also feels those persons of color are not represented well in TV and movies. However, the article does stipulate that even though there are more characters on TV that are minorities or persons of color, more still needs to be done. The sixth article, is from Samba TV, titled Diversity in TV, has come a long way and has a long way to go. A look at how representation drives viewership, which breaks down the ethnic ethnic diversity of the people who want more representation um, with the categories uh, of uh, whites, blacks, Hispanics and Asians and how these minority groups break down in the study uh, for representation. And the final article is from Deadline titled Study finds diversity uh, titled Study finds diversity in television on the rise but not representative of American population. Now this article shows how more and more minorities are represented. Uh, But somehow still people continue to gravitate towards the straight white men or at least how uh, or at least how they portray themselves on screen. Um, Now after reviewing these articles and documentaries What I took away from it was that the general theme is that people just seem unhappy. Now the idea starts out good, um, for everyone to be represented, to be heard, uh, to know that you matter, Um, but at what point is it enough? That is where the problem stems from. I think the people who wanted acknowledgement, in the beginning who wanted acknowledgement, who wanted to be heard, it seems that their voice is no longer necessary. Now, it just seems that power is the goal. I'll explain what I mean. Now, in the first documentary, Latinos Beyond Real, it talks, they wanted to make sure that they had that the, the documentary wanted to make sure that the Latinos had a positive portrayals of their culture, which is an excellent endeavor. I mean, it should be applauded. But then, with the positive roles that came, there were also actors who looked like what a stereotypical Hispanic gangbanger would look like. And they wanted to be actors as well. They wanted to get paid. And so they portrayed the roles of those characters. Now, if they are okay representing their culture in that particular manner, why does someone else get to decide what is good for another adult? I mean, are you a parent? Maybe a sibling? Certainly a spouse, right? At the very minimum, are you a relative of any kind? And if not, then leave people alone. Isn't that the goal? Is everyone should be left alone? Right, this next documentary was uh, titled Off the Straight and Narrow. Now that documentary talks about gay, lesbian, and bisexual people wanting to be left alone, to part- you who know, want to be left alone, as they uh, participate in adult behaviors in the bedroom. Another noble goal, leave people alone. But it seems that now, it has become a movement of forced acceptance. That only tolerance for that particular lifestyle review is acceptable, and anyone who deviates will be shunned, which seems kind of the antithesis of what its goal was from the beginning. The third documentary titled Class Dismissed uh, talks about minorities and how they're portrayed on screen. Uh, First off, I wanna say that hard work is to be appreciated. Hundreds of millions of Americans toil away every day right? Burning the midnight oil, burning the candle at both ends, trying to make ends meet for their families, a lot of whom struggle to provide stability for their families. And somehow, this documentary wants to make those people, the minorities, feel bad about themselves. Now, what they forget to ask is, what type of job uh, would someone, anyone uh, with limited education and limited skill set be expected to get right now they all can't be CEOs and if someone is content being a housekeeper why would anyone want to make them feel bad if someone is happy being a gardener why is that a bad thing Right? I mean, gardeners are usually self-employed. Why wouldn't we applaud that? Like, way to go. Way to take initiative to be your own boss. Yard work. Right? Why does it have to be in that particular manner? Why do we have to look down on that? Now, the other four articles from UCLA, Time, Samba, and Deadline... Now, four different titles from four different publications, but somehow they all managed to argue the same thing. That diversity on screen has improved, but there needs to be more. More work still needs to be done. Now, the omission that I found in all four of these articles was that none of the articles failed to point out that exactly who is objecting to making more diverse characters on screen. What seems to be the general consensus is that people object to is uh, taking a long, well-established character and having it fill some sort of diversity quota. Why are people trying to co-op established characters? Now, why would you want to appropriate, appropriate another character's identity? Is it, just so, is it just because you can? Now, what started out as wanting equality of opportunity has become equality of outcome. That seems more like a power grab than any fight for equality, but I suppose in the end that's just my opinion, and really, what do I know? Thank you for listening, all the best.